Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And this is part two with Daniel Brown. And Daniel's talking with us today about life as a yoga teacher, Enneagram 7, and how types 6, 7, 8, and 9 can cultivate more joy in their life. I've taken Daniel Brown's yoga classes. He's an awesome instructor in the community at Yoga Landing, Southern Soul, and Spinga. I really, really think you're going to enjoy this episode. We laughed a lot. And so thanks, Daniel, and thank you guys for listening. Well, listen, sevens tend to be also very adventurous. So are you an adventurous person? And if so, how have you lived adventurously? I feel like, yes, I would say that I'm easily a homebody, but, mm-hmm. like, not really. <laughs> I like to recharge, but I think it's just kind of, like, everything I do. Uh, like, Nako is one of my favorite artists. Um, I quote a lot of his lyrics in, um, like, yoga for closing out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used all of 2019. I literally saw most of his concerts. Mm-hmm. And just me and my best friend were like, okay, what's the next city? And we bought tickets there. Oh, wow. <laughs> we went to Sinaco. And then we went to the next place, which was really great. It was really fun. It was a really great year. Um, but even, like, just in my regular life, I've um, moved a bunch. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, I want to know when I settle down that that's, like, the place I want to be. So I want to mm-hmm. check out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I want to try a bunch of different adventures. Um, and I'm new to that in my life. Um, we would like road trip is when I was younger, but didn't travel a bunch. Mm -hmm. So, um, but even like here locally or when I'm at home, like people know, people have always told me like, I will come to you Mm -hmm. when I know I'm going to get a yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Where like when I need someone that's going to just be like, yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. down. I'll call you. (laughs) Which is like. I think that's pretty adventurous. Oh, I love it. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. You mentioned following the same band. So I'm married to seven, and we did the same thing. When we first were um, started dating, he had a favorite band. We traveled all over the country oh, and, God, and saw the same band. I think we, we saw like seven times. Nice. It's a seven thing. <laughs> it's Pixies. Okay. And I don't know if a lot of you nice. would know. I mean, we're all we're old, baby. We're old. But yeah, we saw them all over. Them out. We went as far as Washington State, baby. Oh, my goodness. Right? That's Spoken hilarious. Washington. It's, cra- it's a seven thing. Yeah, and they both. Both yeah. like biking and yoga yeah. and yeah. just being adventurous. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's a seven. Yeah. All right. Well, my question is similar to one of us before, but sevens, you know, live in the external world. They're very comfortable going, doing, having fun, but they do struggle, like we've already said, at going into that internal space to live in the present moment. But man, yoga is this practice of the present moment. It's saying go inward, right? Like be inside of yourself. Um, It's inviting us through mindfulness to feel our feelings, to notice our thoughts. Um, How is that helping you? How is this practice of yoga helping you to not just live in the external world, which is good, which is a gift, but also to move into this, this inner space? I um, saw this question. I laughed audibly. <laughs> I wrote it down. 
down on my tablet, and then I walked away, <laughs> and then I came back, and then I laughed again. Um, yeah, it is, sometimes it is everything I can do to just acknowledge that I'm feeling something other than complete positivity, and like... I strive to be a positive person and put out positive vibes. Um, but, you know, trying to realize still that it's a disservice to only acknowledge that um, mm-hmm. because that's not all that exists. So that's um, discounting parts of people and parts of experiences um, and what is balance, one without the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, to even just speak what I'm feeling has been growth that I found from my yoga practice. Uh, and sometimes I'll take a day and just be sad and watch TV and mm. shutter all the blinds and be like, yes, you are feeling this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I'm watching this series by Brene Brown. Me too! <laughs> <laughs> She has been such an instrumental tool in my growth because every time I need um, another unlocking, um, she just pops up with something else. Yes, and the sir. universe just like slides around in front yeah. of my face. But um, Atlas of the Heart is so, so powerful. And her, I think it was on her podcast, she's like the number one way to kind of really work through emotions is naming it. Like, you have to name the beast. Language. Um, and that's how you know how to handle it. Like, if you don't know what it is, like, mm-hmm. how are you going to work mm-hmm. on it? Um, and she, once again, in the show, she's like, you got to name it. And the first thing was, like, the end of the montage from Up. And she's like, this is anguish, anguish. everyone. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, we know. Like, we can see he's, like, hurt. She's like, no. This is anguish, everyone. And it is anguish yeah. because, like, it physically hurts Mm -hmm. it is an emotion that physically hurts and until you can communicate that that specifically is what you're feeling when you're feeling that how can you handle that Mm -hmm. you know if you are denying that you are physically in pain from this Mm -hmm. you know um and how can other people help you if you can't name it either exactly exactly and yoga has really really helped me because again you can't escape it like Mm -hmm. hour 30 minutes 90 minutes you have to sit in it Mm -hmm. like you're not i'm not gonna walk out of a class you know so you Mm -hmm. power through you listen to your body and you say okay it's not realistic for me to hold this pose right now and drop out Mm -hmm. and have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. or really really lock it and be like you got it in you and Mm -hmm. you're not gonna let cat look at you and tell you to get lower you're not gonna make her tell you to get back in the pose you're gonna just stay there um helps me then be upset at someone and be like no 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 no. you don't get to smile at them and tell them it's all good Mm -hmm. it's gonna be uncomfortable but you let them know that hurt Mm-hmm. you know um would not have had that as a tool mm-hmm. without my yoga practice for sure mm-hmm. 
just the fact that you're talking about it shows how healthy of a space you are residing in. Don't you think, yeah. Christy? Yeah. Like, married to a seven, we just had a big fight because we couldn't even start talking about the avoidance of an uncomfortable conversation that we knew needed to happen. Like, like for you to acknowledge that, it's it's big. I hope you know that. Yeah, and I still work through it. I was walk, I was watching a um, series with my partner yesterday, and um, one of them was like, can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. And the other one's like, are you hungry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then my boyfriend looks at me and is like, is that a Taurus talking to a Scorpio? And I was like, ha <laughs> just kept watching TV. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's stating to me that I can be closed off and avoid things, and it yeah. frustrates him. Yeah. And then my immediate response was like, yeah. we're not going to do this. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> um, but I have gotten to a place at least where he like calls me out. And he's like, okay, you need yeah. to address it. I'll yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would say that somebody who was saying you're a four with a five wing is is complimenting you now that you know that you're a seven because mm-hmm. fours do know how to feel their feelings. Mm-hmm. So you're a seven who for a long time has been, you know, doing dance, doing yoga, doing practices that are embodied that can help you to feel pain, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that not everybody has that opportunity to to dance or to do you know, these embodied practices that bring emotion up in the body, because yes, we can talk pain out, but we can also move pain out. And so I just think that people who've had the opportunity to kind of live in that world of dance and yoga sometimes can be a little bit more feeling oriented. So that was a compliment when somebody said, I think you're a four, because it was, you turned out to be a seven, and you're a seven who has some internal resources but you have to keep digging and, mm-hmm. and working on it, it sounds like. Um, and that's that's really healthy. So, yeah, I do commend you that you're a seven who knows how to uh, go there and not avoid it. Although the, I'm sure there's times, like you've said, when you do avoid it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when we were, um, Christy said we were going to have an interview with you and she told me a seven. I was like, what? I thought he was a four. <laughs> so for a longest time, because you're so artistic and so individualistic and so unique, I thought four for sure. So I'm glad that you're connecting to that because there's a lot of four in you, like the beautiful of a four. And we call four a unicorn because mm-hmm. they're just so unique, unlike anybody else. So going back to our um, regular schedule program. So here's my <laughs> next question. Speaking of movies and books, and I love that you brought books, um, do you have a favorite? And if yes, how do they connect to you being a type 7? I don't even know if I was able to pick a favorite movie or book because I just got distracted (laughs) by, like, scenes of color. And I was like, oh, this is a good movie, and this is a good movie, and this is a good movie. Um... Give us few. I think, like, literally the first scene that always comes up is Coco, though. Aww. Uh, just because it's, like, so fantastical. The colors are so vivid. The music is fun. Um, I love, love, love Latin culture. Um, and I love Dia de los Muertos um, and the idea of um, keeping 
like you have the power to mm-hmm. keep your to loved remember. ones alive yeah, to yeah. remember yeah. um <laughs> don't think about the death part <laughs> think about the fun part I'm of like, the this death is you so know good. i mean wow <laughs> you went for a hitter right there <laughs> um so yeah so good but maybe my favorite book is i can never think of the name of this book but it's by um brit howard i believe and um I'm going to I'm going to have to look it up. But it is about these twin sisters. Uh-huh. Um and it's about uh the it's about being um a black woman mm-hmm. back in like the 50s or something. Mm-hmm. Um and the two sisters were really really light skinned. Mm-hmm. So could be white presenting. They moved to New Orleans. Didn't they do a movie or a series? They're starting about they're starting it? and it's coming out on HBO. Um, but she got contracted with, I believe, Shonda Rhimes mm-hmm. um, to start a series, and one of them actually passed as white, mm-hmm. and so, like, abandoned her whole family yeah. and, like, started this life, and then the mm-hmm. other one actually married a super, super dark man, mm-hmm. and so she could not escape the blackness of it, mm-hmm. um, and that's, like, what you find out in the first chapter, and wow. there's, like, a whole, like, two, three hundred page book after that. Mm-hmm. And it is, like, I don't read easily. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be captivated some other way. Yeah. I can do audiobooks. I can do movies. Yeah. Um, you can tell me about a book all you want. And I'll listen, <laughs> and I'll jot down notes. But that book, I could not keep it down. Aww. I'm a server, and I would, like, be in between tables, like, running to the server station, reading a few Aww, pages. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um... I don't want to like look at my phone right now, oh, through, but I'll tell you the name we of the book. Put it in the because notes. I think, we will yeah, put it in the I notes. think it's so so wonderful to read. Aww. Oh, that's yeah. great! That's great. It sounds like it was gripping for you. And sevens can always think about what's next, and so sometimes staying staying engrossed in a book can mm-hmm. be hard for a seven because they want to go to the next fun thing. And and so, but you you were engrossed in this book, and we do want to know the name of it, and we will pass it on to our listeners. Wonderful. So, yeah. So just so you know what we're doing, we're diving back into the interview where we're talking about cultivating joy. And this week, we're looking at types 6, 7, 8, and 9. So how Enneagram types 6, 7, 8, and 9 can experience more joy in their life. Last week, we looked at Enneagram types 1 through 5. And so if you haven't heard that episode, you might want to go back to that. All right, so our six. Um, Daniel, you want to kick it off? Sure. Um, so I said a spa day. <laughs> Just any, uh, a reason to like have a nice release. Yeah. Um, which I mean, like that could be a sneaky <laughs> way yeah, to feel yeah. for any Enneagram type. But I think for a six, it's good. Um, their core longing is, uh, you're safe and secure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what feels more secure than just right. being in a warm room? having your face wrapped in, yep. like, warm linen. Yep. And um, just kind of being taken care of by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is really nice. Yeah. I think that's good, too, because we talk so often about 
you know, the, the eight and the three being kind of the industrious, hardworking types. Mm-hmm. But sixes, their very name means loyal, and they're usually very loyal to the company that they work for, and they're hardworking. Like, they want to be loyal. They want to prove, you know, that they are. And so they do that through being industrious. Yeah. And so I think that they do need a spa day. I think that's, like, very well said. So mm-hmm. that there could be some more joy from, like, you know, I'm not going to be loyal to the company today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, for me, um, I think sixes um, have a very close relationship with fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the longest time, I thought I was a six because I was fearful with, you know, of a lot of things. And going back to Brene and putting language around what we're feeling, I think a six, if they would name fear as it is fear and then remind themselves at least that's what i do fear's a liar mm-hmm. that you are you are fearing what has not yet happened and i think if you truly can you know identify it name it and move past it then there opens up a window to joy and mm-hmm. ease Absolutely. and happiness and you know, less worry. So that for me, the path, unfortunately, I think it's it's a hard path to take because fear is a lot of times almost in their essence. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to embrace something that that is so strong and then move past it. But that's my suggestion. I love that. Um, mine's similar to yours, mm-hmm. but it's about sometimes that fear can turn into suspiciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think that instead of being constantly suspicious about yeah. other people and their motivations, they can have a lot more joy if they trust in the innate goodness of themselves and others and the world around them. Like mm-hmm. that the world is good yeah, and that they are and that people are and that because the way that sixes think, it's usually in a more negative light of, um, hmm, I'm going to mistrust the world and that friend of mine who I'm not sure about and even myself and if you can have just a little bit more hope in humanity mm-hmm. I think it's going to create some joy mm-hmm. in the life of a six mm-hmm. so that would be you know my suggestion just to kind of turn those negative thoughts around and remember you know most people are good yeah. and and the world is not you know just a scary place yeah. it, it is a place filled with goodness and kindness it can be scary for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we get stuck in that, we don't live life courageously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So on to the best one. Yeah. <laughs> Number <Party>. seven. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven. Daniel, um, what do you think? I said, you got this. <laughs> no <laughs> feedback. Um, but then I went back and I was like, um, maybe feel some sadness. Yeah. Mm. So that the joy isn't burdened with avoidance, because yeah. you know, like oh, when you <laughs> say it again. Oh my God, say the last sentence again. Um, take some time to feel some sadness, so that the joy isn't burdened with avoidance. Oh my God, can't we put it on a sticker somewhere on a button? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm gonna intention on in my next year class. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I just like have definitely been in a place where I'm like out having fun with friends. And the whole time there's like this nagging feeling that gets stronger and stronger and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> so yeah. I have to like party harder and harder and that's like not actually fun, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so when you've like acknowledged all the other stuff, the joy can be louder, yeah. mm, more yeah. authentic, yeah, more joyful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more joyful. I love, I love that. that. I love that. Spoken is a true seven. So <laughs> here's what I think for a seven, um, and I'll 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 tell you a little story. So my husband, who's a mountain biker, has this mountain biking race this saturday it's called adventure race let me break it down (laughs) right so here's what adventure is him and his partner are going to be set off with a map in the wilderness to race their bikes until midnight they have to have everything on their backs they have to have like tablets to filter the water in case they get lost and if they're lost they're lost oh my goodness so 12 so this is the adventure so anyway he's prepping for it he's been riding the bike and then he's like i'm gonna go and get like hydrating iv treatment so he's calling the that you know to kind of boost him up a little bit so he's calling the iv place and he and it's a membership kind of place and he goes can i just come in one time i have commitment issues and i said oh stop the press is right there so for a seven commit yeah commit commit to what you have commit to you know a person a hobby a job something that you just purchased commit and stay committed and notice how much joy you may you may gain and I'm just going to say, we're going to, you know, celebrate our 18th marriage anniversary. I mean, if that's not a reason for him to be joyful, that he's committed <laughs> to right here. But no, honestly, I think of a seven, and I'm not say, saying that, you know, all the sevens have commitment issues. And I certainly know they can commit, but, you know, commit anyway. I love that. And I did share this on another podcast episode, but I'm just going to share it quickly. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who's a very healthy seven, Mm -hmm. but one time I was asking her, well, how long is the longest you've ever been in a job? Mm -hmm. And the present job she had up until that point was the longest and she's in her fifties and that was four years. Mm -hmm. And this is a well-educated, healthy seven, but even as a healthy seven, she had not been in a job longer than four years. So they can have trouble with commitment because what's next is such a motivating factor for them so I think that's really well said of commitment Mm -hmm. and I just put one that we all know for the seven and that's the present moment yeah I mean because they're just thinking about the future and the next big trip um but what about missing out on life and joy if they don't live in the here and now like just too many feet in the future is just going to mean that they're they're missing the moments you know the birds chirping and you know the beautiful smile of their friend or whatever it is and I think we can all be guilty of that I know Mm -hmm. I know that I can um so just reminding ourselves of the gift of the here and now that's amazing All right, so on to our number eight, and we had joy of interviewing a um, really several eights um, so far, but uh, what comes to mind is um, our last interview with Lisa McBride, and we talked a lot about being an eight, and you know, I'm going to repeat what I said at that interview. I think eight would find more joy if they would like let somebody else take care of them. 
instead of taking care of everybody and being the strongest one and always having their shit together and just like coming to somebody's aid, get vulnerable enough to have somebody else take, allow somebody else to take care of you and how much joy that can bring to somebody that just say, you know, I got it. Mm. You don't have to carry it. You don't have to hold it. I got it. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very, I think that would feel very joyful for me. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Nice. I um, know that eights are very much like um, passionate, fiery mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly what I know about eights is like very sensual also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of went along with that and I was like, fencing <laughs> or like go to like a like a kickboxing class uh-huh. or like a one-on-one couples massage which mm-hmm. kind of like linked into what you're yeah. saying um but like that level of like sensuality mm-hmm. where um you don't have to think about it but you can be kind of like really engrossed in mm-hmm. the moment mm-hmm. and the emotion mm-hmm. and the feeling of it, all. Feel it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i agree i love that i'm gonna share a story about lisa big okay. bride um, so I went to her class. I've actually been to her class twice this week, but I went on Sunday. Oh, are you okay? And, yeah, I know. <laughs> when she texted me, I'm like, what? I can only do one Lisa a week. I know. At most, I even have to space her out. Way more than uh, yeah, my muscles are hurting. Thank you, Lisa. But, no, on the other hand, um, she did something very vulnerable. And I would say that when eights start to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. they start to have more joy in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, they think of that as a weakness and they think that that's actually going to um, be a deterrent to joy, but it's actually the opposite. It Mm -hmm. just leads them to to being their best self, I think. But she did something vulnerable in her class and it opened me up Mm -hmm. to the most vulnerable I've ever been in a yoga class. So what she did was, Naomi Judd um, unfortunately died by suicide this past weekend, and um, it, this was the day after she had died, and she mentioned that in the class, and then she said she was going to play one of her favorite songs mm-hmm. by the Judds, and so she played Love Can Build a Bridge during Shavasana, and I started crying, and not just crying sobbing because I had sung that song to my dad when I was a little girl. There was a little time where I wanted to be a country music singer. Oh, like, you would have been so good. <laughs> it was just a phase, but I would sing to my dad all the time. And I had not heard that song in over 10 years. And it just opened me up. And I think that more often than not, You know, an eight might want to be strong as a yoga teacher in their classes, Mm -hmm. but when they're in a healthy place to to mention something very vulnerable, the death of somebody, you know, by Mm -hmm. suicide, and then to also offer, you know, a song that I think is a very vulnerable, loving song, um, it's just an eight in a healthy place. And so being vulnerable creates vulnerability. So her vulnerability led to my vulnerability. And, um... You know, there was a part of me that was a little embarrassed because, again, like, I have had tears in my eyes in a yoga class for sure, but I have never sobbed. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I just let out grief and emotion Mm -hmm. about my dad's death because he died during the pandemic. And um, it was really beautiful. But I could not have gone there if she hadn't gone there. 
And so, thank yeah. you, Lisa. Yeah, that's, <laughs> thank you for yeah. sharing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vulnerability yeah. leads to vulnerability. Yeah. And so when we um, offer it, it, um, you know, allows other people to go there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very thankful that, yeah. you know, she as an aide did that. Yeah. Um, so that's my offering. Yeah. And that's such a powerful tool of yoga is um, the best teachers are the ones that are so authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It feels like a priority of the practice because how can you encourage people to love themselves and be where they are in their practice, in their bodies, in their lives, um, if you aren't living that same authenticity? And, like, yes, that can mean, like, if you aren't practicing or blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But, like, also the hard parts of, like, if you aren't being vulnerable or if you aren't accepting yourself exactly where you are, then how can you motivate others? So that's so, so, so beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Well, let's wrap it up. And I always say, last but not least, number nine. And you know what? Next episode, Christy, let's start with the nine. Uh, We always, they're always at the back of the bus. (laughs) And, you know, we start with the one. So next time, y'all, nines, especially if you're listening, we're going to start with the nine and we're going to finish with the one. But did you guys ever ride on the back of the bus in school? No. It was a party. What? All the party kids were in the back of the bus. No, I had to walk to school in foot of snow all up here both ways. Um, so I'm just like, <laughs> there's no but buses weren't running. <laughs> it was horse and carriage. So to the nines over nines, and I can kick it off. So I think for a nine to find more joy is to establish their voice. And it's very similar to the ones, my suggestion with a five, take it externally and find your voice and say what you want and make it loud and make sure everybody around you has heard it and be confident in in, in your wants and your needs. And if you voice them, you can have them. And if you have them, you can feel joy. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I um I wrote down take ownership of your life and then also what comes up as we're talking right now for me is asking yourself the question what do I really really want? Yeah. Whether that's something small like what you're going to cook for dinner or whether that's something big like my career. Mm-hmm. Like you're so used to accommodating others as a nine like what do I really really want? Yeah. And live into that question daily. Yeah. daily and there's going to be a lot more joy for you in life if you can do that yeah. as a nine mm-hmm. um our friend anthony prince you mentioned yeah. earlier yeah we've had anthony on yep. best yen class i've uh, ever taken is a nine yep um loves his sleep and his time <laughs> to himself as do most nines that I've met are very like, I'm going to take this recovery time. I'm going to recharge. <laughs> and so I wrote down, accept the invitation. Yeah, there you go. Get out. <laughs> do something because yeah. I think that a result of their um, being very happy saying to themselves is uh, there's like a level of connection that they're like longing for mm-hmm. that they or maybe skeptical, like, do I trust this new connection? Do I trust this new connection? Yeah. You don't know. You're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go do something. Yeah. 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 
Well said. I love that. Well, we want to know more about how our listeners can connect with you. Um, so if you want to tell them a little bit where to find you on social media, what, again, what yoga studios they can find you at, anything you want to say, brag on yourself a yes, little bit. this is a bragging okay. moment. <laughs> um, well, my Instagram is Deb and the Flow. It is a play on the necessity of the ebb and flow of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and my initials are D-E-B. Oh, I so love it! So, Deb and the flow of the universe meant for it to happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I am actually really terrible at social media as it contributes to building a brand. I will work on it. But I do very consistently post about uh, where I'm teaching uh, where I can be found, uh, so that is good. One of my missions is uh, accessibility. So um, I try to myself, as a facilitator of the practice, offer things that people can go to for free. So keep a lookout on my Instagram for those things, as well as my um, class lots. Um, my regular time, 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Mondays at Yoga Landing. Um, I have a consortium of classes at Southern Soul, a um, 10.15 on Tuesdays, 6 a.m. on Wednesdays, 10.15 and noon on Thursdays, and then 11 on um, Sundays, also starting a park series soon. Um, I do do privates as well, um, and we'll be releasing lots of that information um, along with a website, which is really exciting, very, very soon. But of course, all of that will be posted on my Instagram, so... Feel free to find me. I'm doing a bendy pose, but it's definitely me in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> so at Devin Flo is your mm-hmm. Instagram. Yes. And as you heard, you can do a private, you can do classes, mm-hmm. and, and then the, the Spinga, that is, where are you doing Spinga, that? Spinga, I do that Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. That is on Market Street right behind Battle Academy. Um, and it's a flagship. Um, their flagship format is 2020-20, Spin Strength Yoga. Uh, but then they do have a bunch of different formats where you kind of hybrid those. Mm-hmm. So I also teach a 45-minute installment of yoga there on Mondays. If you just want the yoga, mm-hmm. you can get it there too. Um, or you can come see what I'm like in a spin class. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> you can probably see exactly what I'm like in a spin class in yoga. Though. <laughs> Joy. Yeah. Joy. Joy yeah. would be the word for this light, like you said, like your friends have said, that that word shine like these he truly is you know seven (laughs) i don't remember any episode and we're in our third season where we laughed more than we laughed today true (laughs) i mean you you have true it has truly been fun with a capital f that's the other f word (laughs) it has been the most fun that i've had interviewing anybody on this podcast and we've done a lot of interviews and i don't remember laughing out loud so much so thank you for that of course thank Thank you you. and i do remember us saying that when we interviewed your husband too we laughed a lot because i said that remember Mm -hmm. and so i think that's just naturally the quality of the seven so Thank you for the laughter. Thank you you for the joy. And uh, namaste, friends. (laughs) So after this word from our sponsor, please join us for the meditation. And today it's led by our guest, Daniel Brown. If you are able, find a comfortable seat and soften your eyes to a close. 
if you're unable find your breath breathe in deep and release think of yourself in completion who you are as a person think of yourself as your best friend that you're introducing to a brand new person bring your attention to the best thing the thing you introduced first the thing you're most excited to tell people about now think of the worst the thing you may be ashamed of your warning label can you find gratitude for both for your best for your worst and for everything in between beautiful in all your parts you grow once you're grounded once you become grounded in the fullness of who you are accept it for the beauty that it is you can grow even more deeply into who that being is Namaste.